Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Left After Breakfast, broadcast from 3CR, your only radio left. Susanna here with you, and I'll be joined by other members of my Left After Breakfast team as the program continues. Your favourites for a start. So, welcome to regular listeners and indeed to anyone who has just tuned in. Good on you. 3CR And on the program today, we pay tribute to an inspirational leader of working people. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. And that was the catch cry by which John Cummins lived a life dedicated to working people and to the underdog. He certainly did dare to struggle, and he most definitely dared to win. John died after a 12-month battle with cancer on the 29th of August 2006. He was just 58. John grew up in Melbourne's inner north and supported the Fitzroy Lions, until the club was sold to Brisbane. He went to Parade College and played footy for his school and he captained their first team in his final year. He went on to a tertiary education and struggles of the time brought profound changes to John's outlook and ambitions. Working in blue-collar jobs like the production line at Northcote Pottery accelerated those changes, so it was no surprise when he rejected a career in teaching and looked to a more radical, political and working life. He began working in the building industry in 1972, immediately joining the Builders' Labourers' Federation, an organisation of which he remained an active and influential member until it amalgamated with the CFMEU in 1994. Camo worked as a labourer and a scaffolder on some prominent jobs in Melbourne, including Collins Place and the Westgate Bridge, where he became a union activist. It was his determination and considerable skills on the job that came to be noticed, and he gained the position of organiser for the BLF in Melbourne. His next stint was in the Pilbara region of Western Australia, where he succeeded the late Jim Bacon as an organiser in 1980. As most of you would know, Jim was later to become the Premier of Tasmania. John's wife, Di, and young son, Mick, made the move to the Pilbara remote area with him. It was a wild time there during the last big minerals boom, and the industrial climate certainly put Kamo under extreme pressure, but he thrived on the challenge and became a popular and effective organiser. It was during his time in the West that his second son, Shane, was born. He returned to Melbourne and took up organising in the increasing rough and tumble of an industry under pressure from the Fraser Liberal government. His work continued under the Hawke Labor government and he worked even harder throughout the deregistration of the BLF under the Kane State Labor government in 1986 and 1987. He was prosecuted many times for trespassing on sites and imprisoned for those activities and for breaching court orders. Many times he was physically removed from the site by police but continued to return to service union members. As Camo explained why he was in jail to his boys, to his young sons, I reckon if I don't tell the judge how to do his job, then he shouldn't tell me how to do mine. Camo led by example, helping other BLF members resist the intimidation tactics. Many construction workers saw him as the front line. However, in the early 1990s, faced with a second five-year deregistration of the BLF, 
Como and other BLF members around Australia were forced to choose between continuing to fight an increasingly onerous battle on their own or amalgamating into the new CFMEU, a union which included its old political and industrial rivals, the BWIU, the Building Workers Industrial Union. Camo and those supporting amalgamation won the argument and the merger took place in 1994. Many people seemed surprised at Camo's willingness to be a part of the team with people who had been opposed to him. Johnny Setka asked him once how he could forgive people who had fought hard against him in the past and Camo said, you can't hold it against them for being loyal to their union. You see, he had the ability to rise above the personal and that really is a sign of leadership. In 1996, Camo was elected president of the Victorian branch of the CFMEU. In this role, he played a major part in building a strong team under a new leadership drawn from all parts of the new union. As part of this team, he played an influential and positive role in developing the wages policy and strategies that saw wage increases, shorter hours and improved long service leave entitlements for Victorian construction workers. The success was ongoing and it resulted in the Howard government singling out the CFMEU for special attention in the form of legislative attacks. Camo faced the Coal Royal Commission and conducted himself in the dignified but combative manner that such a politically motivated witch hunt deserved. Camo will be remembered for his tenacity, his principles and strategic brilliance. Few union officials could hold a candle to John at a mass meeting. He was charming, charismatic and possessed a wicked sense of humour. Camo loved a beer, a bet and the Fitzroy and North Heidelberg football clubs. And he loved the building industry and he also loved his family. John Cummins was the most respected unionist of his generation an inspirational leader of construction workers, a mentor to so many, and a man who served his union and workers like few others ever have. He is sorely missed. Vale, John Cummins. Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. In Camo's own words, you've done yourself a treat. 3CR and I'll just stop here for a moment and play a song dedicated to all construction workers. It's Roaring Jack with the lads of the BLF. Here's to the boys in the building trade under the flag of the old stockade. Let's go. 
And I have a real treat for you now. It's George Despard, the BLF Poet Laureate, in memory of John Cummins' mother. The soundtrack is a little bit beaten up and broken down, pretty much like all the old builders' libraries that I know. But the strength and the resilience and the pride is still there, shining through. In memory of Johnny Cummins' mother and all our mums, you could see his mother in the crowd, her heart staunch, her spirit proud, of her warrior son to whom injustice had been done. But still she stood strong amidst that grand rebel throng. Though coppers were a thousand strong, she knew her son had done no wrong. And when they refused him bail, her dignity did not fail. Only a heartfelt tear, because her son was not near. But her tears didn't last for long, because that magnificent rebel throng gained the warrior's release, in spite of their thousand police. So we salute you all, working class mums, who battle for their husbands, daughters and sons, the backbone of the nation, our magnificent working class mums. In memory of Johnny Cummins' mother and all our mums. 3CR So uh, it was, yeah, it was, I remember the first time meeting was when uh, Brendan Murphy brought him down to Geelong and, uh, yeah, the guy certainly had an awe about him, uh, uh, you know, whether it be a, an arsehole boss or, or an old BL. He, when he entered a room, everyone, everyone stopped, you know. He just had that, uh, and respect. He had the respect from both sides, which was a, a hard thing to do in the industry, especially with its, with its cut and thrust amongst uh, you know, the old us and them. But he certainly had the respect from both sides, yeah. We'll go into this meeting, and um, I've heard of John Cummins. Um, Never actually met him before that, but um, you can see him coming towards the mass meeting and the presence of the man was just amazing. Um, and everybody sort of, you know, looks up to Johnny and it was just amazing how everybody's tune changes when Johnny was around. We just heard from Sean Reardon and from Tony Mav. And now let's hear from Terry Costello with the Builders Labra song with a new camo-verse. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. With labour power we bargain with for a hardened weekly pay. Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA. We're born here or born in Italy Or Greece or Spain or Ireland or England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand Until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's class to class and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fight in history, we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a worker proud We face deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place we hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete paws to back our log of claims Kamo was a mighty unionist, a BL through and through A warrior of the working class, he spoke for me and you He saw through bosses' bullshit and never sold a short Dare to struggle, dare to win was the lesson that he taught So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's class to class and face to face, our limit is the sky 
we've got a fighting history, we never will be cowed. For builder's labor is the name to make a worker proud. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's class to class and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history, we never will be cowed. Our builder's labor is the name to make a worker proud. Good morning, you're listening to 3CR, the only radio left. We're talking about John Cummins, Cummo, in this program today. And we'll hear some more from Sean Reardon. There was no pretense about the, about the man. I mean, it's hard to say, I mean, this industry, I suppose, men in general, it's, it's full of egos, but uh, you never saw an ego with John. It was... Um, he was always measured in the way he spoke. So um, even if there was if there was members or union officials or bosses having an argument, he'd often stay silent for the first five minutes, and uh, he'd always think before he spoke. And uh, I think that was one of his assets. It was uh, there was nothing fake about him. He was measured, and uh, everything he said and everything he did was, you know, for the cause. You know? Shirts in with dogs and mace I'll hold the line, won't step away Cause you can't break me I belong, you belong We belong to the union Don't count me out when I'm on the floor We'll win again, we've won before The streets will ring with a mighty roar Cause you can't break me Stocks rise up on workers' backs Profits soar while you hand out the sack Boardroom bullies, bloated and fat But you can't break me Australia's sold to mates offshore Backroom deals and shonky law This day has come, we say no more You can't break me I belong, you belong We belong to the union I belong, you belong We belong to the union I swear I'll never lay down and die I'm in the union, mate, got a right to belong We'll be back, millions strong Women and men united as one Cause you can't break me There's a warning here to the men in grey The piper's come, it's time to pay We're taking back what you stole away Cause you can't break me listening to 3CR 855 AM on digital and on the internet www.3cr.org.au uh, John you know I know he'd been injured pretty badly in an accident as a young worker himself uh, he'd worked at the Westgate Bridge in the in the wake of its uh, collapse so he 
like a whole generation of workers had had the consequences of bad safety burn into his psyche and into his soul and um, he was hard on safety as you've always got to be hard on safety on the job. In 2004, at the anniversary of the Westgate Bridge tragedy, John delivered this keynote address entitled, They Won't Have Died in Vain. It is my pleasure to formally welcome you to this annual memorial service to those 35 construction workers who lost their lives in the bridge's 1970 span collapse. In many ways, this is a sad occasion, remembering the lives cut short in the collapse, the heartache and tragedy caused to the families and loved ones. But it is also our custom to pause and make this a celebration of the lives of the individuals, characters and personalities. The family men, the lovers, the dads, the sons and the brothers, the larrikins, the trade unionists, the special individuals each and every one of them were. We have also made a habit of dedicating this occasion to the need for us to be forever vigilant about maintaining safe workplaces. We think there is a correlation between safe workplaces and organised workplaces. We think that this is one of the unmistakable lessons that have come out of the construction of the Westgate. Leaving job safety to others, or taking it for granted, are recipes for injuries and worse. And this is not going to be tolerated by any of us. With the passage of time, whilst there are now too many Westgate construction workers no longer with us, we have seen the comings and goings of governments of all sorts of political persuasions. And notwithstanding some of their best or worst efforts, we still proudly stand by the legacy bequeathed to us by the lessons of the Westgate tragedy. Safety standards and union organisation on our jobs are non-negotiable. You know, as, as far as safety, um, if, if guys were working unsafely, just shut, the, shut it. Shut that section of work and uh, don't think twice was really clear about Camo and the work that he did on safety was again about saying there's nothing more basic than delivering safety for workers because you can win all the great battles in the world but if you're putting your life at risk uh, there's nothing more important than to know that you're going to get home at the end of the day. Job that day, while well, they swore blue murder, she would.
from the BL, from the bush. Yeah, morning comrades, morning listener. BL from the bush calling in, hope you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Well, speaking of bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, Susanna's already made mention of the late and great Johnny Cummins. Well, that used to be his, uh, his catch cry on the original uh, Concrete Gang back in the day, also known as Harold on that show. You'd always start off with, with that and finish with the legendary dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. You know, Camo was a legend in his own right. He'd hate you saying that, but he was. He was an organiser of the Builders Labor's Federation and later on with the uh, CMFEU. His work that he did for the benefit of the membership was second to none. His loyalty to the members was proven by uh, the succession of achievements won by each union that he was involved with. You know, I had the pleasure of working with him on some couple of good blues. One springs to mind was the uh, Loyang dispute in the early 80s, where the Hamer government and the uh, NBA colluded together and sacked over a thousand workers there. Eventually we won that blue, but through his leadership down there, along with, of course, Harry Carslake and Barry Kent, but with his leadership down there and, and uh, the organising of, the, of, of uh, the members down there, uh, we won that blue. And also, we worked together out there at, uh, while he was the organising out there when we had the blue at the airport with stopping the planes going to East Timor. Camo was uh, full of sayings, you know, and one of them, <laughs> just speaking of that, was... Uh, on that blue we had out there, when things got a bit a bit tight out there, he said, ah, oh, fuck this, let's go stand in front of the plane to stop it taking off to Denpasar Airport and uh, putting more pressure on the Indonesian government. But, yeah, he, uh, he had a few good ones, uh, listener. I remember sitting with him once and uh, there was a blue one, there was a worker injured. He's just looked at this boss and with the steely eyes and just... And just said to him, you fucked him, you fix him. 
and the fear that was in this boss's face because the way it was said and the way it was met was that uh, this this boss was going to get the treatment that he deserved if the, the injured worker wasn't looked after. So, yeah, like, I did write read a couple to you, um, listener, some of his, um, some of his sayings, you know, and one, one there, I'd say, uh, Susanna, it'd be one for you, is that, um, on a, on, on his sports commentating, or anyone, it was that, uh, as unbiased as a Collingwood cheer squad, and the famous, as I said before, uh, on the fauna, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, you know, Camo always is a, had this iconic way of thing. If you ever went to him with a with a bit of a problem or whatever, you just say, "Get on with it and stop sucking." One of his famous ones, and 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 it's true. It's true to this day is that yeah, you can't organise from outside the gate, and you're only as good as your last blue, <clears throat> which you know, how true is that? So yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's been gone now, listen, sixteen years, and uh, it's time of the year or around about this on the. 26th of uh, August, we like to sit back and just remember what a great legacy that bloke left behind, you know, with health and safety and whatever, and workers' conditions and pay. But his doggedness and his his attitude to health and safety was driven by the ghosts of uh, the Westgate Bridge. You know, Camo was a, was a worker on the Westgate Bridge and uh, never forgotten the loss, the senseless loss, listen to the senseless loss of 35 lives there. And just on the Westgate, um, listener, that, that's another anniversary that's coming up on the 15th of next month. So hopefully um, this year we'll be able to get together and commemorate the loss of those, senseless loss of those those uh, workers there. Because uh, the last couple of years, COVID's put a bit of a damper on that. It was 50 years, I think, a couple of years back. But anyway, yeah, we always sort of listen, uh, always sort of remember. Come on. His contribution to the work, wages, conditions, health and safety, contribution to uh, the membership, and just to Pete Rollone, just just didn't stay on the job. It was outside the job. If there was anyone in need of, of, of help or was struggling outside of a work, he'd do his best to help them. And uh, if he if he didn't do it himself, he'd find someone else that could or, or point them in the direction where they might be able to get a chop out somewhere. So, yeah, he's left them... A, um, very big legacy uh, behind him, listener, and um, I can say he's very proud to work to know him and to have him as a friend and a comrade. So yeah. Anyway, that's um, that's probably about it for me today, listener. I'll um, I'll use another one of his sayings, most famous, most famous, and it's been used all around the around the traps everywhere. When you just ate now, is it? We always go out in the same old way, always remembering Camo. You say these things at time and you just sort of think, think, oh, yeah, that was one of his. So I'll go out in the same old way, listener. Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Camo was so brave, he never was afraid Of sellouts, bosses, lunatics or the cops who made the raid he went to Danner Hall when a meeting it was called. When Steve Krabs clowns came around, he always stood his ground. Oh, you can't scare me. I'm stick of the union. I'm stick of the union. I'm stick of the union. Oh, you can't scare me. I'm stick of the union. I'm stick of the union till the day I die. Come on, he was wise to the tricks of the Grello spies. He wouldn't be fooled by the Lendley's rules, the workers were on side. He always got his way when he struck for higher pay. He showed his card to the cops in the yard, and this is what he'd say Oh, you can't scare me, I'm stick of the union. I'm stick of the union. I'm stick of the union. Oh, you can't scare me, I'm stick of the union, I'm stick of the union, till the day I die. Come on, his love for all, has faced his final call, he gave us hope and dignity and made us all walk tall. Come on, now has gone, but the legend still lives on, the builders, laborers, victories were made for 
for you and me Oh, you can't scare me I'm sick of the union I'm sick of the union I'm sick of the union Oh, you can't scare me I'm sick of the union I'm sick of the union Till the day I die go into a bit of history now i know that's glenn davis's job to go into history but and i'm not going to be here i'm going to be sailing down the nile river on a boat so i won't be here on the anniversary of his death i grew up with this boat and i'm very proud to say that i knew him and i worked with him very closely but john cummins entered the building and construction industry as a builder's labourer way back in 1972. And he immediately joined the BIF, an organisation that remained active and influential until it was amalgamated into what became the CFMEU. In the mid-70s, come out, we all knew John Cummins as affectionately as come out. Now, he worked as a labourer and a scaffolder in some important jobs in the city, Collins Place, and he worked on the Westgate Bridge. Camo's quiet determination and considerable persuasive skills on the job ensured Norm Gallagher and the BLF executive took him into the office for the first time, the first stint as an organiser in Melbourne. Now, we all remember back to those days. The experience put him in good stead when the union sent him over to Western Australia to replace Jim Bacon in 1980. Do we remember some of the good things or all of the good things that came out of the Builders Labourers Federation? And Jim Bacon went on to become the Premier of Tasmania. Yes, he did. (laughs) He did. Anyway... Following this tour of duty in the Pilbara and then Perth, he returned to Melbourne and took up organising in the increasingly rough and tumble of an industry under pressure. Now, it was under pressure from the Fraser government. The pressure continued under the... Well, it continued because the Hawke Labor government deregistered the BLF, which in turn led to the derecognition of the BLF by the Kane state Labor government. The Hawke Labor government and the state Labor government both tried to eliminate the BLF as it was. And good morning to all those BLF stalwarts that are still out there. And unfortunately, uh, one passed away last week with Sol. Yeah, they're dropping, mate. They're dropping. Oh, yes, they're dropping like flies. Faced with a second-year deregistration of a five-year the registration of the VLF, 
Camo in conjunction with BLF branches in Western Australia, Queensland and South Australia moved the BLF forward to amalgamate with the new CFMEU. People should, mem- should be remembered for their whole history, not for their last game, because Norm Gallagher opposed that amalgamation. And Kamei went on to be the president of the CFMEU. That's what Camo said to me. He said, never judge a man on his last game. Yes, that's right. And uh, we all remember Norm Gallagher for the good work that he'd done, bringing up the conditions, the wages of builders' labourers, because remember the old days when the first job you got on the building site was you are given a shovel and you were told to go into the corner and dig a hole because that was your toilet from that point on. That doesn't happen these days. But Camo was remembered, or should be remembered, for some very illustrious quotes in his time. And Camo come up with the, the call sign of this, this radio program, dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. Camo come up with that, and he should have patented it because he would have made a fortune. I'm sure that there's a book somewhere called The Little Red Book of Camo Quotes. Well, there should be a collective works of Camoisms <laughs> um, in hardback sometime before the next revolution. Some of those quotes will remain with us forever. When bosses were sooking and whatever about how the industry was going, Camo said, the wailing wall is in Jerusalem. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And some people that work on building sites and some of the bosses, um, and he, he mentioned about the maternal affection and he said he has a head only a mother would love. Oh, uh, he's a lovely man, a lovely man. Uh, well, he was, he was. He was a hero and he will always remain a hero. And another quote, they're coming out of my ears, Susan. This is a quote you use quite often. He was unbiased as a Collingwood cheer squad. That's a quote you use. Well, I thought thought I'd throw it in, and uh, it came from Camo originally. 3CR. I've got a couple of Camo T-shirts, and sometimes things in the job don't go that well. Um, And I know... Yeah, what might sound funny, but I'll put one of my camo t-shirts on and you sort of go to work ready for a battle the next day. And in a little way, it helps, but it's all it's all about remembering as well. If I was going to a blue and I knew that it was a, a bad one, and I was feeling like uh, you know, pretending like I was absolutely fully confident and in charge, but shitting myself, I uh, I used to have this thing in the in you know whether it was at night or in the morning when I was driving there, and I'd. Um, uh, you know, I'd, I'd sort of imagine in the car with me that there'd be Camo, Kieran Nichols, and, you know, Marco Masterson, and all that. And we're all headed off there together, you know what I mean? And it might sound funny, but, uh, you know, you could do that because of the way they live their lives. And you know that, you you know, you're at just, just uh, one link in a long chain and uh, how good that feels, you know. I love him. He was the best man to talk, the men to help the people, help build his labours. He was created to help build his labours as the person he was. Whilst at the same time, I know, I know John until his death, um, and uh, and it'll be the same with me and hopefully my kids and grandkids. Is that you? You know, you're there in the struggle for a better world, not just a bigger share of this one. A memorial service was held for Camo on the fourth of September. More than 3,000 people packed the Regent Theatre, a building, of course, saved by the BLF in the 1970s. The stage of the theatre was decked out with a massive Eureka flag and the coffin was decorated with symbols of Camo's life. A football, footy jumpers, a beach shell from Sorrento, a hard hat, a denim jacket and a Eureka flag. Projections above the stage showed moving photos of his life in struggle and him with family and friends. After the ceremony, 
the crowd marched through Melbourne streets behind Camo's coffin, silent, but with fists in the air and carrying the old BLF flags. The march stopped traffic as rallies led by Camo had done throughout his life. When the march reached Trades Hall, they stopped and broke into the old chant, Dare to struggle, dare to win. If you don't fight, you'll lose. And long live John Cummins. Many of the younger CFMEU members marched side by side with older BLF militants. Not surprisingly, the establishment media reports on Camo's memorial were very brief. However, the Australian newspaper had to acknowledge notices marking Cummins' death have dominated local newspaper classifieds for the past week, outstripping those for Democrats' founder, Don Chip. What the newspaper failed to mention was that in the news sections, Chip was given pages of type, while Camo was allocated only small articles in hidden parts of the back pages. Despite newspapers' editors' desire to marginalise the memorial, the Herald Sun published more than three pages of obituaries. Uh, well, I suppose probably the construction industry in Melbourne is probably the best organised um, section of the unions I believe in the country. That that's probably the legacy he's got. You know, every building site uh, is a, got a genuine union, not not a union that stays away and gets paid by the boss. Like she stays up, sticks up for the blokes, you know, and fights for their rights. So I suppose that's a, the real legacy of John. You know, the condition he's left his union in. It's up to us now to make make sure that that legacy is not taken away. Three I'm going to read a short poem by Gary McCarthy, written in September 2006. Ode to John Cummins. The people's champion is laid to rest. By the rank and file your soul is blessed. Your casket draped with the flag of stars. For you did not break behind those bars. And behind those bars you served your time, for the working man's gain is another man's crime. But now you front the people's court, and the people declared your crime was naught. For the workers here, both young and old, have witnessed your strength, so brave and bold. For your modest pride and graceful heart is worn on your sleeve, a union trademark. From coast to coast and site to site, the message was clear, unite and fight. So, wherever we travel throughout this land, we take your legacy and make a stand. You've been listening to a program dedicated to John Cummins. My name's Susanna Duffy, and I give thanks to Sean Reardon, Tony Mav, Kevin Bracken, Michelle O'Neill, Mick Bull, Danny Gardner, Dave Noonan, Terry Costello, Gary McCarthy, Georgie Despard, Joan Doyle, Johnny Zetka, Matthew Seedon, Dave Kerrin, Izzy Miftari, The BL from the Bush, Dennis Evans, and Radio 3CR. And I'll leave you with a parting song, a parting glass. So raise your glass to come on. Of all the money that I had I spent it in good company And all the harm I've ever done And all I've done
parting glass. Good night and joy be to you all. So fill to me the parting glass and drink a health whatever befall. Then gently rise and softly call, good night and joy be to you all. Of all the comrades that e'er I had, the sorry And softly call Good night and joy be to you all Fill to me the parting glass And drink a health whatever befall Then gently rise and softly call Good night and joy be to you all